The energy you put into something is more important than the something itself. I want you to know it doesn't just look like maybe the way I do it or the way that you've seen it done in the past or maybe the way that you've been doing it. You don't really like doing it. Your business can expand beyond you. You have to make sure that you are willing to scale yourself. This is Aligned and Ambitious Radio. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi, welcome everybody. To- <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Heart and Grit Show and welcome to Aligned and Ambitious Radio because we are dual podcasting today. Yeah. So if you are listening from the Heart and Grit Show, I am here with Taylor Slango from Aligned and Ambitious. And I am here with Gina Ward, which is one of my friends and clients and honestly, just a brilliant entrepreneur. Oh, <laughs> so sweet. So sweet. <laughs> so we decided to record this from this perspective of we're just going to put it on each of our podcasts and give you guys kind of a behind the scenes glimpse of what it looks like to be in a mentor, mentee, coach, coachy peer. Like there's so many layers to the relationship, really. <laughs> but like, really and I find you and I have such a unique relationship and we have a lot of different perspectives and like we disagree pretty frequently and like it's all about throwing shit against the wall. But that's what I love about it because I'm in it to help you find your best thing. So I don't care if you hate my ideas. Like, let's find the ideas. <laughs> not that you hate all of them, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not even like, so this is, this is what I've come to realize over the years. And we'll, we'll back it up here in a second is if you're looking to have a coach or a mentor who is there to give you answers, you are missing out and wasting yeah. your money. <laughs> I'll go as far as to say, wasting your money. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't, the answer is not, the solution is not an answer. The solution is in diving into many possible answers and coming up with something that probably is nowhere even close to where you started. Exactly. I like- <laughs> Which I feel like has just been the theme of the year. It has been the theme of the year. Um, and, and if we really set back in retrospect, I would say it's probably the themes of our lives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, how many things do we plan? And we're like, ah. That didn't happen. <laughs> Doesn't go according to plan, but it goes even better than what we thought. Yes. So um, how do we want to start? <laughs> <laughs> I guess like, let's talk about some of the, you know, like challenges and conversations we've had throughout the year of like the high, high and the low lows. Like what's your synopsis of from the time we first connected to now? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I can say, so this is what I'll say is I came in to Taylor's world by recommendation and coming out of a very, very, very shitty coach, coachy relationship that I I backed out of like halfway through the experience. So, and I was very hesitant and I can remember looking at some of her offers and at that point in time, I was into all the details, all <laughs> the detail. <laughs> and I at first was very offended when I dropped. I was. Some of these stories Taylor hasn't even heard yet. Yeah, I'm like freezing myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I dropped into your DMs. You had something I was interested in. 
I wasn't sure if it was a fit. And I was like, hey, can we hop on a call to talk about it? And, oh, like, yeah. no. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I don't even remember you asking for a sales call. But if you slide in the DMs, I'm going to respond with like, I don't do those. But I'm happy to answer any of the questions you have right here. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, it's such a, I still do really value the face-to-face, like this is Zoom, but the face-to-face totally. and the back and forth and in the moment. And then I think, I'm not going to lie, I think part of it is kind of that generational piece of, for fuck's sake, really, we're going to have to go back and forth by <laughs> voicemail and text when like, I literally know you're holding the phone right now in your hands and I could just call you. Fair enough. <laughs> but, you know, that is very much a Gen X situation. <laughs> But yeah, so um, I, yeah, and and so this will be the first thing is it was the first time I didn't force signing up with a coach and jumping in really fast. So I think that was like a July situation when I did that and went back and forth. And so here's what I'll say, guys. And so maybe this is like the best way this can turn into like the best way to find a good fit and then how to be in that relationship is it was the first time I asked Taylor about an offer and she was like a little back, bit back and forth. And she's like, I don't really think this is a good fit for you. And I was like, oh, okay. Great. I do remember that. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> so tell people, I tell people about that. What makes you say that? Where did, what did you hear? Where did that come from? You know what? I will never forget. There was this girl who had a mastermind. This was probably three years ago. And I wanted to join. She had all the social proof in the world. Like there was really no reason for me to like want more information because there were testimonials on testimonials. But I just remember thinking there's so many things. Let me just slide into her DMs and be like, Hey, I'm thinking about joining your mastermind. Like, do you think it's for me? And she responded back immediately. Now I was totally cold. I never bought anything from her. This was like no DM history. And she said something like, if you want to scale to 30 to 50K months, then it's for you. And I I never responded. I never bought from her again. That was like the end of my relationship with the brand. But I'm like, how can you in integrity say, yes, this is a good fit for you if you don't know anything about me? I wasn't looking for free coaching or to give you my life story, but just maybe some context of like, here's how long I've been in business. This is the biggest struggle. These are my intentions, like just a basic gauge of who that human is. And I'll never forget how that felt. So I've been teaching ever since I've been teaching selling in the DMs. When someone asks you about a program, the first thing you do is you ask them about them. What are they looking for? Where are they coming from? What do they want? What are they hoping for? Like, there's so many things that I need to know before I can in good faith say, yeah, you're a great fit, or this isn't a good fit for you, which a lot of the times is actually the case. Yeah. So it was so refreshing to hear that. And it, it maybe was the beginning of my transition as well from this is for everybody. Hmm. Anybody can take it. You'll get what you need. And that's probably true, but I don't want people to be what they get is what they needed was the discovery of, I didn't need this. Yeah. Which sometimes (laughs) is the unfortunate truth. (laughs) It is, is, but I don't want to be the person who put them in that situation. Right. (laughs) Like We can't avoid that. Sometimes (laughs) figuring out what we think we want is actually what we don't need. Yeah. But definitely not from a place of, well, so where does this come from? It comes from 
I don't want to turn down clients. Mm. I, if I don't say yes, then if I don't make this turn this lead into a sale, then it's money out of my pocket. And look at how you've developed so much just as a business owner and like sales. Like, I don't even think I would hear you say like, I'm learning, looking to turn a lead into a sale anymore. Like you're a pro, <laughs> like, I'm like, Gina, who are you? <laughs> you don't even talk like that, but that just shows the night and day difference. It's so true. I'm actually, I just recorded some content and I was trying to do an example of say this instead of that. And I'm I'm like really racking my brain to like, what is the bullshit that I used to say or that I used to hear (laughs) everywhere? Cause I've purged most of it out of my social media feed. And I'm like, I can't even remember, but that's a good one. Right. (laughs) Remember those days. So that was in July. I popped into your DMS and then you had a mastermind that I was interested in. It went on like pre-sale. I think I was the first person who signed up, maybe. That's probably Close. true. Yeah. And it was later in the fall. Yeah. So, and I had been, so it was a, so this is where the patience comes in when looking for, or, so if you're looking for a coach or a mentor and you're a coach or mentor wanting clients, this is the patience game, especially at this higher level of I knew about you, was watching since March. I did not buy until late fall. And we've been working together ever since. Like Gina became a private client. Like she's someone I just absolutely adored. That relationship grew and developed. And like, think about the power just from the perspective of let's say we're strangers and I don't want to lose the sale from a financial standpoint. If you invest in those relationships and that individual, you're probably going to actually have like a longer term lifespan from a business perspective of someone who wants to stay with you because of that honesty from the get-go. Well, that was just a, that was, I mean, I think you, I'm not necessarily the easiest person to win over when it comes to trust, but like that was it. I just, that was just the moment that I was like, well, okay, if she doesn't want to take my money now, there's, I don't think she's ever going to throw me under the bus. <laughs> so I will trust that. And, and, it, and it is even circled back. Like there are times when I'm like, you know, that sounds interesting. Maybe. And I, she's like, Gina, remember <laughs> that you really don't want to be in these group containers. Remember what you told me? Like back in June and then back in January and remember the feedback for me felt that <laughs> well like, I think that's like what makes our relationship so special is like it's a completely safe zone for you to ask those questions or to wander to like voice whatever's going on for you and it's also I feel very safe in return to be like this isn't what you said you wanted and it's okay if you changed your mind but like let's redirect you to like what's actually true in this moment for you yeah it's so good so this is the first time I have been working with I hired like a consultant that was more coach style when I opened my yoga studio eight years ago. Um, I keep saying they're throwing around the word eight and I'm like, wait, has the clock turned? Are we talking nine <laughs> years now? I don't know. But like eight years ago. So I've been working on and off with you're probably maybe the sixth or seventh person I've worked with in some form or fashion group or one-on-one. And this is the first time where the relationship has grown so that I feel like I'm speaking to a peer and a colleague completely. And I'm not the student. You're not the teacher. I'm not the, um, mentee per se. You're not the mentor. I'm not the coach. Like there's not this over under relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And 
you do give me so many ideas and so much coaching, but you, you're so unattached to <laughs> what you have to tell me that I don't get attached to. I don't want to upset you. Yes. Like how many people are out there trying to please their coach? Literally so many. And even as what, like the things that you were saying, that's where my mind is going. The problem is that clients pedestal these mentors and like they think they really do hold something that if they could get access to it's like an instantaneous you know quantum leap which really isn't the case and then there are you know a lot of coaches who are like I do know better like I do have the answer which isn't true so when you have those two dynamics coming together it can actually create really harmful toxic coaching relationship. And I have been in, unfortunately, a handful of those myself until I found my mentor about three years ago. But when you have someone who is like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like almost like a power struggle a little bit, you know, a little bit of a, a guru situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like not to bring up a guru, but I do love Tony Robbins. I am not a guru. <laughs> we'll just leave that there right now. <laughs> fair another thing we can agree to disagree <laughs> I know right and we just keep on tracking right <laughs> well you know I I it's the the past guru experience that has me jaded <laughs> but you know what here's the thing too like if if you came into this or if I came into this and you were so attached to everything I said just because it was coming from my mouth which is just so ridiculous and if I was so attached to like I'm responsible for your results. And let me give you the thing and like do the thing the way I said it. Cause I think it's going to work. Then you can come back and thank me and I'll have a testimonial. Like that whole dynamic is just like my whole perspective on coaching is like, can we think about it differently? And let's just neutrally lay out every option that could be possible for you. Yes. And then being able to build on the options. So what I yeah. love is that it's not a, it's not like a Q and a, like I've been in coaching sessions and I have found myself like falling into as coach and mentor into like, you know, like kind of stop and look around like, Oh fuck. Like they're just Q and a in me right now. And our default as humans is to be like, I have an answer. I got an answer. Yeah. Like right. ask me, ask me, ask me. Yeah. And then you have to, to say, and I've said this several times to my clients is, um, I don't think this is the best use of your money. Like I, I could show you how to do a reel. Right. Or you could look it up, yeah. right? Google could show you how to do a reel or you could just figure it out. You, well, know, you know, it's I like could tell you what colors to use or like we could talk about your values and let you pick something that matches those colors, you know? It's, and what a surrender of power. Like that's ugh. not what you really want help with. Like even those people are resourceful. They can go to Google. And that's one thing that I'm glad that you brought up. Cause one of the things I love about you that I think contributes to that peer relationship is you're a phenomenal question asker. Like there's no surface level or like, I need some validation. Like, you know, how to mentor and be mentored. Oh my gosh. Okay. So maybe, and this is all right. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it sounds like when I like the, the cogs <laughs> and the, the cogs fall into place where you're like, oh, oh, oh there it is. <laughs> um, is it possible that you can't get, so I feel like we're all in the business of serving someone. So in the, 
in the process of serving someone, there it, there's a transfer of something. So even if you are like, say you're a massage therapist and you have a business coach for your business, you still then find yourself in this, I'm serving the person on the table. So <clears throat> is it possible that you can't get the most out of your mentor and coach unless you know how to get the most out of being mm. mentored and coached? Yes. And that's the whole value perception of the industry, right? Well, how much can I get out of it? And how quickly can I, whatever. And it's like, I think I I really see coaching as a partnership and never a means to an end. And I think that's just such a miss too, of like, there's going to be high highs that you can ride with your coach. There's going to be low lows you can ride with your coach. There's going to be things in between. And it's not about like a means to an end of I did the thing. And so now I'm good and I don't need support anymore. And X, Y, and Z, that mentality is like never made sense to me. Yeah. And I've discovered that. Well, I think I, I discovered it a few years back. I always knew that I was at my best and creating in my best and just feeling good about it and not alone when I had support. Yes. I didn't value it as highly until recently. Like the, I had a perception shift. So I've owned a brick and mortar and I've paid the lease. I've paid the rent <laughs> and I don't have a brick and mortar. And I'm like, you're kind of my rent now that I pay. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I hold those yeah. as comparable and I didn't before. And it was kind of this, even though it feels better when I'm with someone, I would run the course of something, let it end, and then kind of back off and then figure out where how to jump back on the horse right. again. Right. Right. Or like it, what's next or who's next. Yeah. The who's next for sure. And yeah, I lost my train of thought there, but I think it's that's okay. it. Just, period. <laughs> this is just like a unicorn conversation about coaching. So I don't know. We'll figure out what to name it after we actually end the episode. All right. So a minute, a hot minute back, you're like, let's talk about the highs and highs and the lows and lows. All right. I don't know. What are the highs and highs? It. I feel like, honestly, I feel like we've been working together for like four or five years. It does feel it that really way. does. <laughs> and it feels that way because of the amount of what's the word? The amount of expansion. It's like the work, the amount of product, the amount of work, the amount of creativity. It's really the amount of expansion I've done in the past 12 plus months has been more than I think I've ever done in the all the other years put together, right? That's why it feels so long. Yeah. So <clears throat> Well, what, I mean, the most recent high is, I mean, so you and I just had a conversation a couple of days ago yes. <laughs> around like, how can we turn the coaching industry inside out, upside down? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> how can we change everything? And, and the reason that was a high for me is because it was so much of a conversation versus a, let me bring a problem to the table. So a high for me is a big realization that when you're working with a coach or mentor, you don't have to come into the call <laughs> with like a particular problem on the table. Yeah. I think almost every coaching call we've done, and I only meet with you by Zoom once a month and I get so excited for them. And then the morning of the call, you're like, what are we talking about? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> 
I know we haven't talked in 30 days, but you think I would have something to talk about? But it's like, we really haven't not talked in 30 days. Yes, we are all boxer. But it's like, you don't have to have a problem to solve. You're just going to work. So I can't, I'm like, I'm trying to pinpoint like an actual, for some reason, my memory is not pinpointing a high, but it's just, you know why? It's because it's, it's an experience. Yeah. And I used to say this all the time. I used to say, like, if you can remember, it's hard to describe your best memories because they were experiences and they're based on feelings more than- I've heard you say this before and I love it. Mental stuff. Yeah. Like, I I could not really describe my wedding to you. Right. But I can remember the experience. I I have a moment, like, in my body and experience and just the amount of- over the course of time of freedom and expression. And I I hate to use the word authentic, but like, it really is true here that the most authentic Gina has come out over this past year without any worry or concern about it. Yes. Yeah. And if you were to go to try to describe your wedding day, like, you could never do it justice. No, no. It would never never land or click for someone else as much as like that experience is so anchored in your body. Yeah. And I love what you said about the conversations too, because those conversations oftentimes can lead to like huge ideas or huge downloads or just like something to marinate on that comes back up. And a lot of the times, even on coaching calls, I don't necessarily say who has a question. It's more like, what's coming up for you? Like, give me that stream of consciousness. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to end in a question mark, but there's magic in there that we can both dissect once you just verbalize it. And it's kind of like how we started this podcast. Literally, we hopped over like yeah. we were talking about, it. I don't know. I was like, well, let's just talk about our relationship and it'll go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, right. it's the same thing. And yeah. it's, and it is. So that conversation we had about like the structure of coaching and what the coaching industry looked like, I ended up putting something together and I showed it to three of my current clients yesterday. And the response was fucking overwhelming. And one person literally just looked at it and you know, I asked him, I was like, what are your initial thoughts? And she looked at it, she goes, I don't know. It just makes me feel good. Aww. And they were looking at like a pricing structure. Who has ever looked at a pricing structure and be like, that makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'm not going to say too much to spoil, but when you shared that offer with me, I was like truly standing ovation for you because so much good came out of just a riff a quick back and forth in Voxer. And I think people don't always know how to utilize their support systems because we've been trained of like, you get support when something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And so like, if things are good or you're just like bouncing around an idea, like those things stay down, but those are the times to, like tap in and start conversations and go down that rabbit hole. Yes. You guys can't see her, but her mind is absolutely (laughs) wandering right now. (laughs) It was like, it was so funny because what I love is most of what I put together. So I'm trying to, I'm dissecting this like on the fly is that I've worked with so many coaches and consultant inventors in the past. And typically I take what they're teaching me or showing me and reuse 
And I truly feel like that has hardly ever, other than like, you know, a little idea here or there to like price it this or market it this way, um, something gets new gets created from your suggestions and ideas and it's never just regurgitated. I and think it's a that, missed opportunity. Uh, can we just do a whole nother episode on regurgitation? I understand why people do it. I've done it. I think like we have all done it. I think it's kind of part of that early vetting process because not enough people are teaching like, you know, to discover your own expression and your own messaging. But it's like, how many people do we see? And I, I made a post about this the other day. It's like, I can tell who your coach is based on your content and your offers and your your bio and your colors. <laughs> like you can <laughs> tell who's working with who because it's all such a regurgitation like coming down the line. And I think context and individuality and personality and preference and lifestyle, like there are so many facets to just who you are outside your business that in my opinion dictate how is best to run your business that when I see duplicates, it's so disheartening. Cause I'm like, you're watching someone you look up to and it's all in good faith. No one's meaning to hurt anyone or like to do it this way, but you're watching someone you look up to you're, you're mimicking it as much as you can. And you're all in it. And there's like that grit and that hustle and like, I'm all in, but why isn't it working for me? And it usually takes so long for that person in that situation to get it to click of it's not working for you because it's not yours. It's literally like trying to squeeze into somebody else's pants. Yeah. Which sounds terrible <laughs> with my mom right now. <laughs> it, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah. And it makes you feel like shit. It does because then you see you're like, but I'm doing what they're doing and they have success and I don't know what's wrong with me. Right. Right. And that individuality it needs to come from both parties. Like the coach has to prioritize it, but so does the client. Like you didn't come into this relationship wanting your business to look like my business. And sometimes I think we get people who just are so obsessed with, you know, what we do in our brands. And we're like, I just want to do what you do. But I think it's so important as a, as a client to enter that relationship of like, I am a sovereign being and like, I'm my own person and this person can help amplify, but they do not complete. And I think it is the coach of the person who's getting paid's responsibility. Absolutely. To keep that in the forefront. It Absolutely. is just too hard for, I mean, when people come to us as clients and mentees and coaches and whatever, even students, you know, however you work with people, we, I know that not everyone's listening is like a coach per se, but however you work with server people coming, people are coming to you because they want help. Yeah. And when people want help, they're in this vulnerable mindset where it's easy to really slip in and be like, everything I say is the thing that will help you. Yes. And really the job is to help them help themselves. Yeah. Help them help themselves. Yeah. What is that? Teach, teach them how to fish or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's, 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 you, you have to, and, and so I think this is a big ego clearing yes. to, if someone, like I'll have people send me stuff like content or copy or, you know, graphics or something. And it's like what I think. And I could look at that and say, it looks a lot like what I do. I feel so validated because they're taking my suggestion. Right. So you have to not do that and right. instead say, 
this looks like what I'm doing. What do you want to do? <laughs> and it's not from my like, I don't believe in this whole like stealing situation yeah. for the most part, but it's like you. And the thing is, is if you're really good at this, you know, like, like I know they would never pick that off the shelf if they didn't say me pick it off the shelf. Yeah. So, well, especially like when your work is just like so authentic to you that you're just like, <laughs> You know, there have been times where I've seen my content in the feeds and it's just like in a micro instant, like I don't even have to read it. I'm just like, hey, that's, that's mine. I know that's mine. I remember designing that. Um, But, and I've had that happen with clients too on social media, not in a long time for years, but I had that happening where they were like totally ripping off exact content and Mm. like, I'm not slapping you on your wrist. I'm not mad because you're copying me. My concern is I want you to speak your truth. I want you to do it your way. I want you to have results and the path to that is through you. And then I also think about client codependency a lot. And this was kind of the dynamic with my coach that I had um, many years ago in the beginning, but it was like, if you, I want my clients to stay working with me because they feel good in the container, not because they're so afraid that if we part ways, they're going to die. Like, do not come up in my vibe with that vibe. I don't want that energy as a client, but I think that gets conditioned somewhere along the way. Well, and it, I feel, and this is something I have, and I was going to, this is, I have it. I have lots of sticky notes with like potential posts and stuff, (laughs) but I don't want people to hire me because they think they need me. I want people to hire me because they want to work with me. And there is a huge difference. And the majority of the people I've hired in the past is because I thought I needed them. And, and then I created that and I even had, so I had a relationship with a coach that, I mean, I just loved dearly and I loved as a person and we didn't always click. Like our disagreements weren't as simple as me and you, right? I know I painted the picture. Like we disagree all the time. That's not actually the truth. You guys, Gina just gives me pushback sometimes. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I really use my access to Taylor. I probably hit her up in Boxer at least twice a week. Like when I say twice a week, two days a week, that's not twice. <laughs> it's like, I, love it. I literally will be like, good morning. It's Tuesday. What are we going to talk about today? Let's see. And I like, we'll just make shit up if I need to. <laughs> right. But we go back and forth quite a bit. I, so, you know, and, and and we're all over the place, which is what I love. Yeah. So yes, we'll, we'll come to something and it, disagree, whatever. And like, I just take us to a nut, like in left field again, but it, I, in that relationship, I felt very hand tied in, um, not being, if she didn't like my ideas, I felt like I couldn't do them. Mm, That must've felt horrible. And I didn't know it at the time. And then, cause I worked with her for several years and then it became a situation of, she was changing things. I was kind of changing things and I desperately wanted to stay with her, but I knew also that it wasn't going to probably work. And she ended up saying, Hey, I don't, I don't think our time together is complete. And then it became a, um, but you know, I love you. You're great. Blah, blah, blah. Don't worry. I'm not going anywhere. You know, we've got a relationship and that was two years ago. And we haven't spoken since. And that was heartbreaking. Oh, that is heartbreaking. 
But a lot of it was a dependency issue more than anything. Because now being separated, I'm like, I don't know if we really have that much in common. (laughs) Would we have been friends? I don't know. (laughs) Right, right, right. Right. Well, that's something to think about too. I have like my clients become my really good friends. And a lot of the times, like I'll get messages of like, you know, I don't want to like blur lines or cross boundaries, but like I had this thing or I thought of you. And it's like, I think we also have gotten so formal with our structures that like have made people afraid almost. And I'm just like always combated with that of like, I'm your friend, (laughs) you know, like this is a, a really deep relationship in coaching. Like we go deep. I know about my clients' businesses, of course, but like their personal life and their deep, dark secrets and their like fall on the face moments. How do you not form a really meaningful relationship with someone when you're supporting them in that capacity? Yes, it's so true. And so I'll even share this because this was even recently late. I had Taylor's phone number. <laughs> well, I don't even remember how I got that. I told you guys we're close. Taylor's phone number and I was like, have these things going on in my head that I wouldn't would I was in the situation where like you know I would just call up a colleague in the industry and be like let's talk about this and yeah. so I texted her and said text coming as a peer like I felt that I did I felt that I was like am I crossing a boundary here yeah. I don't know or she gonna be like fuck I should have never given Gina my phone number hell no <laughs> so, yeah, I think, and she was like yes she sent me like a voice chat what are they called when you talk into the phone oh the little like iphone voice memos I, yeah. yeah so she sent me one of those and i'm like girlfriend literally i was like can we hit a phone call so we were back i know to, like <laughs> i don't want to get on the phone so <laughs> <laughs> well what's funny is i'm like you know lol i'll probably answer you faster in voxer either way because i have like hundreds of unread text messages <laughs> i'm the worst um, I thought about pulling client private clients into text because I think it just feels so intimate and so nice. I text my coach. You're like, hell no. Um, I opted not to because my text messages are out of fucking control. But anyway. <laughs> well, I just don't want. I turn Voxer off. Yeah, that was my period and stuff like that. But I don't turn text off because, you know, it could be my husband who never think. And then, yeah. and what it is, is I am one of those people. So, it, and it's so different because why I have boundaries, I am just, because we are so similar and so different. In so many ways. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I am one of those people, like when I see it and I have struggled with this, because I'm like, what is wrong with me that I can't not respond? And then it's like, no, Gina, this is like mm-hmm. part of your personality and it's not a, I'm not, I don't feel overwhelmed. I don't feel overworked. I don't feel any obligation. I just do it because I want to. So I'm like, you know, so if I had everything bouncing to my text messages, it would be. (laughs) Oh, true, true, true. Yeah. (laughs) Would totally yeah. see that. But I think we could riff even on um like the formalities of coaching and relationships and the structure, because that's something that we've been talking about too, of like joining from love and creating from service and like not fearing people into these constructs and bounds. And you're like laughing. We just talked about this. It's so fresh. Um, you know, all of the things. And he, there's always a fork in the road because 
part of it is like we're businesses and so there are boundaries and like if I ever felt like someone was crossing or something felt uncomfortable or I was taken advantage of or it just didn't sit right with me like I think it's really our responsibilities to vocalize that because otherwise people don't know so drawing that line is important but also like you know I've and I've had this in packages before where it's like so rigid about like call time is like 30 minutes on the dot or like, you know, whatever that access is. And again, it's like, I say it with an air of caution because sometimes you have another call, but like sometimes if I'm on a client call, we're going over a few, I catch them saying, oh, I'm, I'm so, so, so sorry. It's like, you know, it's, it's five extra minutes. I got time. Like I'm happy to finish up this sentence. It's just, I think I have transitioned from being someone who's very structured to just extremely chill in so many areas in my business. And it's been so appreciative. And, and it is, this has taught me so much because I also like, I can pretty much guarantee if you think you were structured and everyone who knows you, <laughs> like, no, Taylor, Gina was much, much worse. <laughs> Okay, here's an example. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> Any of my old school people listen to this is gonna be like, oh yeah, I suffered that. In the integrity clause. Um in my yoga teacher trainings, every minute you were late was an hour of makeup work. Wow, that was your rule. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> arrival if we were on break and you came back from break a minute late it killed <laughs> and I'm laughing I'm like, now oh, because I'm like it was stressful for me too that was a lot to keep track of yeah well you know I have but something do what the whole do of. what you say I'm like but I could say something like it's 227 and by 232 I may say something that's completely doesn't irrelevant to what I said back at 227 so now I'm gonna do what I say in 232 <laughs> here's the thing like and we were talking about this yesterday one of my core values like I reserve the right to change my mind. And I think evolution and and growth and disagreeing with an old version of you is really just showing growth. Like, I think that's a great indicator and a great place to be, to look back on things I used to say or teach and be like, huh, that's actually not true anymore. But can you set your ego aside to be like, oh, I changed my mind without all the stories. Oh, they're going to think I'm a fraud. I'm an imposter. I'm frantic, blah, 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 blah. All those things going on. And then my other thought was like, well, what about the conversation of integrity? Who defines integrity? Because for me, integrity is like living in alignment with my values. If one of my values is I reserve the right to change my mind, that is my definition of integrity. Well, and so here's the thing. Integrity is like a word with hijacked. So for sure. you ready for me? I want to take you back into the, like, <laughs> I love like the history of stuff. So integrity, actually that word applies to mechanical engineering. Hmm. And it's about the level at which something can be stressed to a certain percentage. So that like, if you've ever heard of that, Sigma six incorporations, like it comes out of that Japanese model. Mm -hmm. And, and actually integrity has nothing to do with perfection or hundred percent. Yes. It's like you set a limit at which you feel like it's the safest. It's the the best uh, product customer service. And then we operate within that fuzzy gray limit. So like the integrity test is as long as 97 out of a hundred times 
Hmm, I didn't know. It happens, then it is passed. It's of integrity. Ah, yeah, that's really interesting. So it's like, can we give people like three to five percent here or there? Right. (laughs) It's like literally, you know, and and I'm sure it is different for different things. So it's like the safety of a car, the percentage is going to be much bigger, but they still know one of the cars is going to be fucked up. Right. Right. And if they didn't allow that, nothing would happen. Nothing would move. Yeah. So true. That's so true. And in our industry, it's so important to like pour from that overflowing cup. So I also view like you're violating your own integrity if you're putting other needs before yourself, because how are you serving to the highest? Mm -hmm. And that's something I don't think people are used to. They're like, I got to answer that boxer. And I like, you know, God forbid I rearrange a call or take a mental health day or whatever. And I think that it's so important for you to be operating and let me get my myself to a place, sustain that where I can show up fully for my clients. And and it's like, our job is also so much more broader than that. Yeah. It's like, if our call is, if I say that the calls are going to be 60 minutes and we only go for 45 and I can see that a client is like done and spent. Right. Right. Does forcing them into another 15 minutes or trying to make shit up for another 15 minutes, actually serving the overall purpose right or are you like well I need a 67 dollars and 37 refund because you checked me 15 right or the mindset of like can those 15 minutes roll over like it's exhausting yeah tired enough in this world well I and I don't have this problem I have a great list of clients but I've had it in the past where sometimes it just feels like you're squeezing me like a lemon and that doesn't feel good either. I think even the coach feels different when they show up for relationships. Like, let me just get everything out of you. It's like, all right, let's talk about like, you can't milk me like that. (laughs) Like I feel fucking violated. Let's talk about that. I don't, (laughs) we didn't talk about this. I didn't, I didn't, I think you were, no, I just didn't actually pop in your boxer at all around this. I don't know why. Um, but because there was, a, there was like, I was just upset period. right? So, <laughs> and I don't know if you saw my story or my reel, but okay. We are coaches, we are mentors, and we are human fucking beings who have feelings. Yeah. And we're not like the person on the other side of the mechanic counter where you're like upset with like getting yeah. a little dimed around something and it's, it's not like, don't, yeah, I don't want to feel used and abused. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, cause for us, we don't look at our clients as like a means to an end. Like, I don't look at you like you're a sale. Like I look at you like you're a person. So I treat you like a person. Like you don't look at me as just an investment. You look at me as a person too. And like magic comes from that. And it's like, and I don't want to count and track every like we are not working or not punching the clock at mcdonald's here i'm not tracking like yeah like i will see clients i will see clients who actually aren't currently paying me like (laughs) something up and i'm like do you know that link doesn't work or yeah yeah yeah. awesome or could you like if you moved this i could read it because it's a you know just whatever it is or like i'm so excited for you like 
I'm not like, oh, there was like 10 seconds that's going to cost her this, or <laughs> I need to take that out of our allotted time. Yeah. Oh, it's so and sad. It, it's a, re- this is it, the re- reciprocity. I feel like, and, and like, we could have a conversation about expectations and assumptions and, but I feel like we have kind of overcorrected a little bit around the drop all your expectations, drop all your assumptions, and then just give people all the grace in the world. I'm like, but, but we do need to have a little bit of decency about us, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wait a second. There's also respect and decency. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> so, um I value giving as much as possible. And then there is a moment in our time and our client relationships where we maybe ask for, "Hey, can you write a testimonial? Hey, can you fill out this feedback form?" Did you, oh, I don't you know. know what? I did see your oh, post on this. Yes, yes, yes. And Someone I had worked with over time, she's a client I had worked with several times over the course of many years, and I've been asking since August to fill out this feedback form, we've asked so many times, and finally on the last ask, it was the message said, um, I've looked at the form several times, it's quite a time commitment, do you have something simpler? That was the response? Yes. Wow. Well, I know. And I felt heartbroken because I mean, I took it personally and I felt that was really shitty. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry after all the years together that right. I got what you I needed from you. Spare me 15 minutes. Oh, and then I- there was a little bit of back and forth because I was honest. And this is the thing is also, I think one ways I've grown is in the past, I would have been like, sure, do whatever you need. And then I'm like, no, those questions in that form are very specific because they help me grow as a coach. Yeah. And they're set up in a way that allows you to answer specifics versus just randomly trying to write something on the top of your head and check it off your to-do list. Yeah, for sure. So I was like, no, I don't. And I'm sad and upset that you feel that way about it. And then a little back and forth. And I wanted to be like, and by now you would have filled it out. You could have finished filling it out. <laughs> but it, it's, I, I sometimes get the sense of I'm paying for you. So I own you and I dictate everything that's happening. And oh. once I've stopped paying you, that's it. That feels terrible. It's almost like, you know, client ghosting. Yeah. And I just go back to the depth. Like, like you said, you're not cashing me out at Walmart. You know, the intimacy of my life. Like, doesn't that mean anything? Yeah. It, it goes back. And I've been talking about this so much. It's the humanist. And that's what it is. At the end of the day, I have never felt more like a human being mm-hmm. in our interactions and relationships together. So and cool. I know that like Taylor has let me rant on Boxer. Taylor has, and and without, and it's so leak. Taylor has not let me run over her. Like it's not that, <laughs> but allowed me to be human and not put flame on the, what does it feel in the fire at the same time? Feel in the fire or like <laughs> hand you a Band-Aid. You know? Oh, yes. I mean, one of my highs and lowest happened at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) And it was 
the moment of, um, I can't remember, we were talking about money or something and I literally just kind of decided to go off the deep end for a minute and and it went all cerebral on you, I know. And I was like, <laughs> let me just tell you about the economy and I've been around longer than you and you don't remember the housing crash of 1998. <laughs> Trust me, I mean, hey, I felt some type of way, but I also knew like, that was a version of you that like wasn't in the clearest most aligned like space so I was like okay I'm gonna like put on my rain jacket and that's gonna roll over me great Gina what do we want to do about this <laughs> you well know? it was so funny because it was two separate boxers I mean literally and I am good at this separation because it was like a box where about actual structures and process and like solutions and I answered yeah. that I was like and then literally in boxer start new boxer and let me just say, <laughs> and you just kept on rolling like that other one didn't even exist. Like it just hung out there like it didn't even exist. Okay. My mindset for those listening is like, is entertaining where that thought is going for where she is right now going to help her? Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> like, let me hold the space for the things that she's feeling. We can talk about that once, like, she's de feeling diffused and grounded, and we can talk about seeing solutions and what's actually going to happen and what's coming up. But I think even reactivity as a coach to like, you cannot coach riding that roller coaster with someone. Like, you have to have your two feet planted firm on the ground. Sometimes, some days, some messages and situations, I just need to take a beat. Like, there are sometimes I'm like, that. I know it's not in the highest service to respond to this person right now. Like whether I need to clear my head or take a deep breath or sort out something that's going in my mind. But I think that's a great responsibility to be taken to of like, you cannot fly by the seat of your pants if a client's having a bad day because you're so afraid of what that's going to mean and blah, 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 blah. Like being anchored in that is everything. Yes. And it's the place where who is a coach and mentor need to say, um, okay, that sounds like a conversation you have with your therapist. <laughs> yes, that's completely <laughs> fine to do too. I cannot help you with that. I understand <laughs> you're upset. I feel I can empathize. I've been upset. I know what upset feels yeah. like, and I cannot help you. Yeah. And, and there was nothing, nothing like you. It could have either gone down the rabbit hole with me and I would have felt shittier, or you could have contested it and it would have gotten also un unpretty. <laughs> Trust me, I know. <laughs> you don't have to tell me, Gina. I know. I know. And so this is what I love is Lee. Taylor lets me be me. I let Taylor be Taylor. Like I I I know I can't pressure her into anything or talk her into anything or like swindle her into <laughs> And it, it's the mutual when you can get into a relationship that's not an over-under and it's a standing mm. next to each other, there's a level of respect that allows you to have fun. Yeah. I mean, get think about your partner, done. right? Like unconditional love. Your partner might do things yeah. that like piss you off or gross you off or annoy the shit out of you. But I bring that same scope of like, I want you and all your faults and all your triggers and like all of your humanness. And if you're trying to curate yourself to be in relationship with me, it's not going to work and vice versa. I love that. Oh my God. That's it. Like you cannot curate you as a coach, you cannot curate yourself to meet your potential clients' demands and needs to, for the fear of losing a sale. Like, I have to take this client on. I know I probably shouldn't, but I need to take this client off for the sale. So like you're curating yourself for that, right? Or 
I don't want them to leave me or I don't want them to get upset or I don't want to tell them yes. bad. Like whatever it is, you start curating yourself to meet their needs that um, isn't going to serve anybody and vice versa. If I start curating myself to be like, I don't want to upset Taylor and I, I want I want her yeah. to make, she agrees with everything I say or likes everything I say. Like it's- Well, and at that point, I know we're like <sighs> getting near to an hour so we can only go yes. so so far on this. But at that point, it's like, you don't want a yes man. Yes, that looks great. Uh, yes, that looks perfect. And for some of your stuff, Gina, specifically, I look at it and I'm like, like, I wish I had more to offer you, but I'm also not going to pull fake, you know, critique out of my ass when I think it's something really solid. I'll just applaud you. And at the same time, if I see something that's like, oh, what if you try it this way or maybe switch this around? I'm going to say that rather than just like, you're doing great. I'm so proud of you. Oh, yes, it's perfect. But like, you know, you don't need that validation. You validate yourself. And and mostly I send you things nailed from the place of I'm 98% confident in it. And though there's probably what it is, is most of what I send you, like, I know, like, I'm probably not going anything back or it's not really going to be of substance to do anything. But then there'll be the time where like, there's a huge miss and I just can't see it. Yeah. That's all it is. I'm looking for the, is there a huge miss here that I can't see? Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's it. For sure. So. Oh, what a good conversation. And let's just like close it back out with what we were talking about a minute ago of just like celebrate your coaches, celebrate those people who hold space for you, celebrate your clients and all their humanity. Like we're all in it for the same goal and doing the same thing. And a lot of us have the same hearts. And I think showing that appreciation is really profound. It's, it's a combination of generosity and gratitude. Yes. Like be generous with each other. Yeah. Show practice. Don't just think it. Actual practice, gratitude with each other. Yeah. Mm. So amazing. Well, you can find Gina over at at Heart and Grit Coaching on Instagram, right? That's your handle. Uh Or I share the wrong one. Nope, that's it. (laughs) At Taylor Slango over on Instagram for me. But this was such a great conversation and we hope you guys really enjoyed it. Any closing thoughts? No, this has just been awesome. And if you haven't checked out Aligned and Ambitious Radio, that's Taylor's podcast. And mine is The Heart and Grit Show. Yes. Stream them both. Tag us if you guys took anything away from this episode. We would love to hear it. As always, thank you guys for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Aligned and Ambitious Radio. To stay connected in between episodes, follow me on Instagram at alignedandambitious.co and check out Aligned and Ambitious TV on YouTube. And as always, if this podcast is one that inspires you, make sure you subscribe and review the show. I'll see you next time and I hope the rest of your week is full of magic.